You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast with me, David Bailey. It's Wednesday, the 5th of May, um, 2021. Uh, I'm sat here um, in the village um, in northwest Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, with an old army mug. <laughs> it's, it's lasted a long time. I, I left the military decades ago, but it's still with me. Um, and no coffee today. It's herbal tea. Smells very nice, and I'm going to have a sip. On this edition of the podcast, I'm not going to be chatting to anybody interesting or anything like that. It's um, just a quick ramble um, and an update podcast, really. Uh, we're going to be doing two podcasts a month from here on in. Before, it's been a little bit sporadic, um, where I've been finding people that have some link to Bosnia and Herzegovina and... Uh, we talk to them, or I talk to them, and in the very, very near future, uh, we'll start the series off, um, an occasional series of talking to foreigners like me that have come um, to live in Bosnia-Herzegovina. Now, I have to say that most foreigners that come here to live, um, if truth be told, they're married or in a relationship with a local. So, for example, although I came to work here in 2018, I subsequently met Tam uh, and we got into a long-term relationship, and now we're married, and yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I'm here, because I love it here, and I have the opportunity to be here. Because to try and get a visa um, to be a resident here is not as easy as you may think. And I think, I might be wrong here, but I think normally, as I say, foreigners that come to stay here long-term, uh, in other words, permanent residents, uh, are either married or in a long-term relationship uh, with a local, or they've managed to buy a property. And while that was a bit difficult to do some years ago, um, you can buy property here in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and I do believe you can get residency through that. Uh, you would think that by buying property that you'd have the right to live, but yeah, it's not quite like that at the moment here. But there are a number of foreigners, um, more than I ever thought, to be honest, um, and a lot uh, in this part of the country around the city of Banja Luka, which is Bosnia and Herzegovina's second city. Um, <laughs> uh, Tam, I, I don't know why what Tam thinks about it, but a lot of the people I'll be talking to are ladies, girls, who have married uh, local boys, and in particular, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people. So we're going to be catching up with somebody from Venezuela, somebody from Argentine, Argentina, uh, and most probably the Dominican Republic, to name but three. Then there are uh, people from the Philippines here, um, South Africa, and the list goes on. So I hope that um, even in these COVID times uh, that I'll be able to use, you know, technology uh, and do some of them online and wherever possible, um, get down to actually talking to people um, in real life. We've just got through Serbian Orthodox Easter, um, and it's been four days off uh, in this part of uh, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, Good Friday, as I would call it, Veliki Petak, 
or Velikopetek as the locals call it, Big Friday. That was a day off. Saturday, although not a religious day off, uh, was the 1st of May, which is International Workers' Day, which is a normal public holiday here. Um, so they had that, uh, and then, but it fell on a Saturday, and I'll just come back to the Saturday bit in a minute. Um, Easter Sunday, Easter Monday, two days off, and yesterday, which was Tuesday, was the day in lieu uh, for International Workers' Day because it fell on a Saturday. So I hope that makes some sense. There's been nothing really happening here uh, in the village, especially with us uh, as a family, apart from celebrating um, Sunday, lots of food, lots of traditions. Um, I'll put a link below in the show notes to this podcast of um, a blog post that we have, uh, which will tell you more about Serbian uh, Easter and the traditions and, and a little bit um, about the culture. But we've not been able to do uh, any work in the garden. Mm, why? Uh, there are lots of... I, being in a rural environment, uh, a lot of people still follow their faith. The family here aren't all that strong uh, with religion, but people have not been going out into their gardens uh, and working because certain saint stays and certain rules and regulations uh, about that. But today we have, as I look out of this window, uh, straight into the garden, uh, we have a breeze, we have a beautiful sunny morning and gorgeous uh, blue skies. Grass is rather long and Tam's father, Predrag, is out mowing the lawn at the moment. Uh, I'll go out and do some lawn mowing myself a little bit later on, but I don't go up the hill anymore. No, no, no. Um, for those that follow the blog and vlog, etc., uh, if you go back in the timelines, you'll see that <laughs> last year I broke my ankle quite badly, actually, um, trying to push a lawnmower um, around a little corner, which was on a hill, and I slipped, and oh my goodness, that was um, really, really painful. So I'm going to Use this uh, edition of the podcast just to bring you up to date with um, what we've got planned and what's been going on uh, with us at the moment. As far as COVID is concerned, uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina is still suffering with the effects of COVID-19. Um, unlike uh, other countries that are marginally uh, functional, we are totally dysfunctional. Uh, I don't say that as a matter of disrespect or um, you know, being annoyed about things. It's just the way it is. Uh, vaccines coming into the country are really taking their time to get here. There have been some donations from neighbouring countries. Uh, there have been some purchase, but the purchasing power of Bosnia and Herzegovina isn't too great. So we are well behind the curve when it comes to uh, vaccinations here. The hospitals are full uh, with people. Other places in Europe that the hospital admission rate is falling. I'm not saying that we've got a higher admission rate, but the scant resources that are available seem to be at um, at top points um, at the moment. I've got vaccinated. I've had my first vaccine. I've got AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca, sorry. Um, and in the middle of June, I will get my second dose. I'm really happy to have that. Um, it gives me a, a bit more confidence and peace of mind uh, when I'm out and about. I think I'm getting a little bit agoraphobic in a way. Uh, I don't like being around too many people. And uh, Tam and I deliberately make an effort uh, to keep away from places unless we have to, you know, go shopping or something like that. But I wear my mask everywhere and I can't wait for the day when um, we're able to move about. And talking about that, um, there is a mini Schengen area 
Um, for those that know anything about Europe, uh, the European Union countries members can move within themselves, but they have a, what they call a Schengen area for other countries to visit the European Union. Um, and down here in Southeast Europe, in the Western Balkans, there is now a mini Schengen, what is called a mini Schengen, of Serbia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Montenegro, Macedonia and Albania. Uh, and it's I think it was set up for trading purposes. But as far as I'm aware, as of today, uh, we can travel within those countries, those member countries within that little mini Balkan Schengen area without uh, vaccinations or PCR tests. Obviously, social distancing and um, masks and wherever a lockdown is Im implemented, we have to pay attention to that. If that, we're going to wait a little bit longer. If that proves to be working, then Tam and I are going to get off uh, and do some visiting to Montenegro. We can still travel around BIH, Bosnia-Herzegovina, which we will be doing uh, and creating content um, that we'll put on our vlog and our blog and um, elsewhere. So that is a, a nice light coming open at the uh, end of the tunnel. As far as tourism into the country is concerned, well, that's starting to open. Uh, next month, for example, here at our local air, uh, airport to Banja Luka, we'll call it Banja Luka Airport, although it's in Lactashi, but from Banja Luka Airport over the summer, we should be getting about 26 flights a week to all sorts of places, um, to Berlin, uh, to Stockholm, uh, to Vienna, uh, places in uh, Italy and slightly further afield. So hopefully we'll get more and more tourists in which is good for the economy here. And I also think it's great for people to come and visit this country because it is amazing. Uh, it's got wonderful nature, eight microclimates. It's cheap as chips, uh, very friendly, and more and more people speak English. So it's a, a, a wonderful place to come, even when there are still some COVID restrictions about. So if you're thinking about that, uh, you can get in contact uh, with us here. Um, just drop us an email at an Englishman in the Balkans. That's one word, an Englishman in the Balkans at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll give you all the tips and um, advice that we can about coming to visit uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. What else? Ah, yeah. Um, I broke my ankle cutting the lawn last year. Um, and then I was put out of action with that. Um, yeah, and not long after that, when I was just about fully recovered, uh, COVID came along, so we had restrictions and everything else. Um, I'm not saying I'm a fatty or a porker, but I have put on a lot of weight and I've not been feeling quite my best. So Tamara has allowed me or has donated to me, gifted to me, um, her sort of like smartwatch device for fitness. It's a Denver don't want to go into too much a Denver SW160 and it measures my heartbeat um, and my sleep patterns and my steps and all sorts of things it even tells me uh, and I might get an alarm in a minute that I've been sitting down too long and I need to get up and move about and I need to go to the kitchen and get some water so it's a pretty pretty neat device I haven't worn a wristwatch for over 20 years and I said I never would but I've got this on and yeah, I'm going to see if it works. I'll report back um, uh, in the future at some time. Ah, talking about um, 
foreigners and tourists coming into the country. If you're listening to this anywhere around the world um, and you sort of like are in the digital nomad sort of space, in other words, that you prefer remote working um, and you'd like to find somewhere uh, highly different to go, um, which is exciting, but which allows you um, to see somewhere new and to experience uh, other cultures and, and get on with it. You don't need to be in Thailand or in Tibet or anywhere like that. Here in Bosnia-Herzegovina, great place to come. Um, there's Wi-Fi now everywhere. I think the data is the data connections are in the main very good. Obviously, if you go to the top of a mountain where there's a totally remote uh, village, that might not be the case. But if you're looking for somewhere to come, please do uh, come and see us. Um, and once again, I gave the email address a little earlier on in this podcast, and um, we will help you as much as we can. It is a wonderful place, honestly, and you could, you know, even for six months, you can get a 90-day visa, um, and I think that you can apply uh, for that to be extended to six months. So for six months out of the year, you can be here. Then you would have to leave at the moment uh, uh, and come back 90 days later. But I can give you a lot more information, a lot more detailed information and references and places to go and see to find out more about that. But um, yeah, if you think thinking about a new digital nomad location or if you're in the United Kingdom or in the United States and you just say, I just need to get away, especially during the summer, you could do a lot worse um, than come to Bosnia-Herzegovina. Ah, the animals. We have three animals uh, at the moment. Um, three? Three dogs and three cats. Six animals at the moment. Um, and we've been um, paying particular attention to make sure that they are now protected for the summer. We have long grass around here and we have uh, ticks um, out here in, in the farmland. And uh, ticks can actually cause nasty illness and death pretty miserable sort of death for dogs. I'm led to believe that cats don't get ticks, but um, yeah, we've been yeah, trying to feed them tablets, put putting on um, special collars on them. They don't want any of that, but it's got to be done. Uh, our little dog Phoebe, she's tiny. Um, she was not well a good, good few months ago now when the tick season started. Uh, and her, her ears were back and she wasn't looking particularly bright. Uh, and we took her to the vet and they said, well, thank you for bringing her. Um, we're going to have to look after her for a bit um, because she's been bitten by a tick. She's now going crazy. So we are very passionate about looking after um, our animals. And in fact, he was snoring a little earlier on. And I was hoping that you wouldn't get it picked up on the microphone. But Cooper, our Gonich, which is a local breed, a driving dog, although he's never worked a day in his life. I think he's spent most of his life just taking it easy. But Cooper's been bitten before. Uh, he's looked after now, and he's sleeping um, at the back of the office behind me. Right, that's it from my little ramble today. Um, look, uh, we're looking forward to uh, a series of uh, podcasts talking to foreigners from the country. Also, whenever I find people that I think are interesting to talk to about the country so you can find out more about it uh, they'll be on uh, the podcast as well and you'll most probably be listening to this um, as a, a newsletter subscriber if you are thank you very much indeed I really really do appreciate it if you're listening to this anywhere else um, 
if you go to anenglishmaninthebalkans.com, uh, that will take you to our Substack newsletter where you can subscribe uh, and never miss an update um, from us here. We've left Facebook. We said we were going to do that for some time. Um, was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? I think it was a good thing. It was It was too, too toxic. Uh, we've ramped back a lot of our social media so that we have more time for ourselves and we can enjoy doing other things like make podcasts um, and the vlogs and, and, and write pretty good blog posts um, for you, documenting our life as a couple living in a village um, in northwest Bosnia. Um, yep. That's about it. There's a lot of polished podcasts out there. I know, just like radio programs. I used to be a radio presenter myself. But I thought today it might be nice just to turn the microphone on and start documenting how things are. And I thought this would be a nice first step forward. Um, I'm going to go for the more uh, raw version of um, content creation about Bosnia, not worrying so much about the polish. I don't think we really want polished anymore I think we just want honesty so no uh, editing today that's the way it's been um, of course some of the editions uh, coming up will have a little bit of polish on it but that's it thank you very much indeed for giving me your time today um, just over just under 20 minutes uh, of your life and uh, I hope you subscribe and um, yeah any questions any comments that you've got about Bosnia Herzegovina Please do drop them wherever uh, you know that we are hanging out uh, and we'll do our best to, um, to answer uh, and give you any tips that we have. Right. Time to finish off this tea. Um, stretch my legs a bit and then get posted. Get this posted on the web. Bye for now and do stay safe wherever you are in these challenging times. Let's get it.